Welcome to the friendliest campus in the South. Back guy Blanchard, one back set, rolls right, pressure coming, throws, Middleton got it, To the gym of the hills. He lifts it to left, that one's pretty well hit, all on the run, that ball is gone. Home of the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. This is your podcast for JSU Sports. High fly ball, center field. It is back. It's out of here. With your hosts, Brandon Owens and Cody Hooks, this is Cocky Nation. What is up, everyone? Welcome back, FCS Fan Nation and JSU fans, to the Cocky Nation podcast, where you can get all the information that you oh so desperately desire about Cocky Nation football and Cocky Nation sports. I am your host, Cody Hooks, and with my buddy, my partner in crime, uh, Brandon Owens, and we have a fun an exciting podcast video for you guys today as we talk about our latest game that we just played. It was our first ASUN conference game um, at home against Tuna or the University of North Alabama in which the game ended with a score of 27 to 24 JSU. Brandon, please share us your thoughts. Um. It was a good game. Uh, JSU pretty much stayed pretty consistent from week two to week three as far as their performance goes. One thing that I don't stand for in my personal life with when it comes to like band, uh, my uh, the bands I work with, how they perform, if somebody like criticizes them after they've had a good performance, and in this case, JSU had a really good performance on the field during the football game against UNA. JSU fans are bashing them, saying that JSU is not going to like make it far in the playoffs at all. Guys, we're still early in the season. Like, hold off on these comments until we actually play some tough competition. This was a rivalry game. Stop and, and, bashing the boys mm-hmm. for having a great showing against UNA in which UNA just showed up and was very well prepared, which we will get into in a little bit. But stop bashing these boys until it is later in the season. And even then, I don't think JSU is going to perform poorly at all from here on out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I will agree in some forms with Brandon, which we'll, we'll, we'll dive more into that in just a minute. Um, but one of the things that I personally just, I, I don't know how to put it. Um, well, there is a good way I can put it. So one of my biggest things that I hated about this game is, and I don't know if it was the rain. I don't know if it was the the, the, the fact that it was just humid outside or what was going on. 
but I made the comment in the middle of the game. I think it was like third or fourth quarter when I made it. It was finally, fourth quarter. Was it fourth quarter? It was fourth quarter. And Brandon can attest this is actually a really good. Uh, this was a really good comment. And what made it far more hilarious is the fact that the moment I said it, it you, you know, when you try to say something and it's going to like everybody's going to catch the attention of it, but it's because everybody was like dead quiet. That's what happened. Everybody all of a sudden just got super quiet. And the moment I made my comments, that's when it's happened. And I said, I didn't know that we became the uh, Butterfinger factory or something along that lines. Basically, I was talking about how like every time, every time the defense was trying to make contact with one of the UNA players, it was taking one, two, three, four, maybe even five players to finally take down one of their one of their receivers and it literally started it finally got to me and i just i said it and everybody heard me and people just started cracking up and that's that pretty much sums up how i felt about about the game but i think overall i think it's it, it was a really good game especially for it being a night game at JSU with the conditions that we were dealing with as far as the environment, um, the fact that it was a rivalry game. And one of the biggest things that people need to remember is who was not playing in that game. Is Eric Cooper? Not playing in that game. But we did see we did see Caldwell play. Now, Caldwell is a uh, redshirt freshman, um, and he came from Auburn High School. And let me tell you, I really did like uh, how how Cobble played, um, you know, as far as his yardage, he had about 27 yards, but his completions were 10 out of 19 um, for a total of 98 yards. I think overall, as a, you know, as a new player, as a new quarterback playing in a game like that, that's not bad, especially in a rivalry game. And I think, and I've been saying this for a long time, if you want good players to be good when they assume that role on a official title, you got to give them time before they play. And the fact that Caldwell played this game throughout the whole game showed him, hey, this is the environment that you're going to play in. This is the type of players that you're going to run into. And this is what you need to expect. And honestly, he did phenomenal. Caldwell, if you're listening to this, kudos to you, especially playing in the conditions that we did. Yeah, and for those of y'all that are Wanting to know what happened to Zarek Cooper, we don't know for a fact what happened. All we know is he just got banged up during practice, and either the doctors or the coaches told him that he was just he was going to dress out in case he needed to play, mm-hmm. um, and basically be a coach during the game. Um, so he's not seriously injured. I think it was just one of those minor injuries that maybe needed a week to recover, and that's mm-hmm. it. So he should be back next week, or we may see both Caldwell and Cooper switch out next week. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm not against it. I really am not. I think, again, if you want a solid quarterback, you have to get him in early. And especially in in JSU's case, I think with Zarek leaving and just anything could happen, whether it be COVID-related, health-related, injury related it, it's good because that way you're not just throwing somebody in to possibly get ransacked at any given point they'll know what to prepare for because we've all talked about it high school football is different than you know 
college football and then college football is different than professional football. So again, Caldwell, you did a good job. You got us the win. You helped us get the win, but I'll tell you who else got us that win. It was the defense. The defense showed up to, uh, for the most part. Uh, there were a couple things, again, like I said, that whole Butterfinger thing that really just kind of got to me. But I think overall the defense was playing some good ball. Uh, they actually got two of our touchdowns, um, which we have some videos for that. Uh, Brandon, whenever you uh, are ready to start yeah, so about that. The- just to give some backstory on the first video, it was the one hundred, the first, apparently first ever college football, hundred yard football return. Um, Cody and I were headed over to the visitor side to watch halftime, and this happened as I was trying to contact one of my UNA friends that was there, and we were trying to I go sit it. with him and. Uh, Cody can a- can attest to this, but I acted like an absolute buffoon when it happened. I was confused, and then I saw him running to the other end zone, and I was going absolutely berserk. I'm pretty sure my friend's ear is like no longer working. I was screaming that loud. But here's the video of that fumble return. Here is Driggers, big hole up the middle, and Driggers is upended. Football comes out. Jacksonville State's going to run it out. Here comes Feaster. He's got a chance to take it all the way. And Malik Feaster has returned this 100 yards. Of- yeah, so that that came, what, set, right before halftime. Mm-hmm. And we were down. I don't even think we were down. I think we were up. This sent us up uh, 20 to 10 over uh, UNA. Yeah. Um. Yeah, just to kind of talk about defense and everything, like overall the team did not perform any differently than um, what they did against Florida State, which I was very pleased with. They're, they actually showed some consistency, which is something we've been needing for a few years now. And right. I'm kind of, I'm very glad that we finally got some of that consistency. Now, are there things we definitely need to work on? Absolutely. I mean, there's always something to improve on. Uh, it, it's not just in sports, it's in everything. Um, so as long as we know what we need to work on and improve on those, I think we'll be good for the rest of the season. Um, but to also mention the um, the other play on defense – so big man, big man caught the ball and ran. Yeah, uh, Jalen Swain. Shout out, Jalen. Sh- shout out to you, Jalen Swain. You, um, you basically pulled, and Cody will know what I'm talking about. You basically pulled a Mount Cody um, from the University of Alabama back in what 2009 when they played yeah. Texas in the national championship. Oh he got an interception and basically ran it all the way back. It might have been him or somebody else. Uh, I know it happened again in uh, when they played Georgia because uh, Cody and I actually watched that game together and pretty much almost tore my imp- uh, entire apartment up. Um, no, it was it was before that. I think it was at the Texas one. Um, you, you're talking about Terrence Cody, um, Terrence Cody, and yeah, I, I remember that. That that was an oldie game, but I I just love watching uh, when when big players like that just end up receiving the ball and then it they're just down the field. 
Like it's it's just great. They got the crowd excited. We were up in our feet already, like just going nuts over it. And we were like, go, man, go. Big boy is fast too. I did not realize how fast Jalen Swain is. He is fast for his size. That is amazing. So enough of us talking about it. Here's the interception by Jalen Swain. And here they come. Deaver forced out of the pocket right away. Pass is picked by Swain, and he's going to take this one back for a touchdown. How about this? Jalen Swain, your nose tackle. Dropping back in. That's just, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. I love it. It's, it's absolutely it's, beautiful. And if we don't um, put that in the hype video, like in the next like year, like it, it needs to be. So, oh, I was actually kind of pissed that um, the fumble return was not on Sports Center top ten uh, for today. True, yeah. I was very mad. There were actually some plays on that that should have not been on that list, and our play should have been on there. I mean, how can you not? How can you exclude the first ever college football one hundred yard fumble return? How right. can you? How can that not make that list? I don't know, man. I don't know, but. I think overall the defense, like like you said, the defense was playing fairly well. Um, we just we just got to find a way to get our hands on and wrap them up, and 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 take down players as we as we start playing. And so you know it's just something that we just have to consistently work on. The tackling has got to get better. Now, obviously, our offense was was pretty solid. Um, you know, we saw players like Samuel who, who ran and, you know, had rushing for 107 yards. Uh, Wiggins was looking pretty good out there as well. Petway, uh, and, and it's just overall, the offense was very good defense. We need you to, we, we need you to keep working just a little bit, but I think it was a good game. I mean, arguably speaking, it, it was good. Just, we have to get back to that consistency um, but overall, you know, if you didn't know, um, we had over almost 21,000 members and people at the game. Um, over 2,000 of those was Band-Aid students um, and their families that came. So to all of you that are listening to this and you are a uh, band mom, band dad, or you're one of the Band-Aid students that you're just listening and you're planning on going to JSU, thank you for coming. Thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for just being able to be a part of who JSU is and who we truly are. Um, And that leads us into talking about something that has been going viral, has been super big um, since last night. And I'll I'll give the gist of it and I'll let Brandon share his thoughts. Um, So a video and some information started getting passed out. Um, after uh, after the game was over, in which some of the student section members, uh, more specifically one, because uh, eventually a video will be posted uh, and has been posted and has gone viral on Facebook and social media, of someone throwing beer, like half-drank beer cans at... Some the of them were full beer cans. Okay. Some of them were full beer cans, at over the ledge, uh, if you've been in JSU Stadium, uh, they were throwing them over the student section area, outside of the field area, and it hit a bunch of them, got all over them. Um, some of them got slightly 
injured and some of them just got uh, injured, not necessarily in a physical way, but emotionally scarred. Um, And so I I do want to say that from the information that I've collected and that I've seen, um, the the university is looking into it. Uh, Hopefully they will find the culprit. There's been some rumors about they are a JSU student, they are an alumni, um, and so they are trying to figure that out. But we all know this. Uh, UNA was not, UNA's band was not there. UNA's band, first off, are bigger. They're adults and are in, would have been in either a full uniform or at least something resembling a uniform. Um, And so first off, you should have known that. And then on top of that, they were at two exhibitions. So they were nowhere near JSU Stadium. That was the rumor that was being spread is, oh, we thought they were UNA fans. We thought that they were really the UNA band. And that's first off, even if it was, that's unacceptable. Like you don't treat other people that way. Just because like, and and Brandon and I can attest to it. We have been to games where the, you know, when we went to LSU and LSU fans were flipping us off or uh, when we went to Georgia Tech and we met some really bad Georgia Tech fans, like we've met bad people that have treated the band very badly, but that does not give us the right to be the same way to them. No matter how big the rivalry is, you cannot be that type of person, especially the fact that they were not even there and you were throwing beer on kids, man. Like, that's just unacceptable. So. Yeah, yeah, it's. I'm actually, if they are JSU students, I know one of them is. Um, one of the other participants in this video is yet to be known if they are a JSU student. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the one that is known, I'm actually very embarrassed that they are a JSU student because that does not resemble the culture of not just the football games, but the Mm -hmm. university as a whole, that does not represent us Mm -hmm. at all. Our motto at JSU is the friendliest campus in the South. And we have, we dropped the ball on that completely. Absolutely. Uh, Again, like they didn't live up to that at all. Like most of the students here, they live up to that motto or at least try their best to, um, but when you, and when J here's, here's the thing, when JSU started, um, selling beer or selling alcohol in the stadium, I thought it was going to be a good idea because it was going to bring in a lot more money at the football games, which is true. It has, but when incidents like this happens, you it it makes you take a step back and actually ask is selling alcohol at football games collegiate football games for that matter is it worth it is it worth having possibly a lawsuit against you just so you can get more money yeah. by selling alcohol at games now i still think it's a good idea to sell alcohol at football games because of the money it brings in But then again, stuff like this happens and it could possibly cause a lawsuit. Right. So you you have to you have to ask all of those questions 
Um, if I were JSU, I would seriously reconsider possibly selling beer at football games. Uh, it, stuff like this is so unacceptable. It's not even funny. Yeah. Like, how do you mistake kids that are wearing gym shorts, khaki shorts, blue jeans, tennis shoes, and a white T-shirt with a red circle with the Southerners logo in it? How do you mistake that for being UNA's band? Yeah. Like, how? And, and then on and top I, of that, and, and, and on top of that, they were, and they sit right next to the Southerners in the visitor section, you know, so to be fair, yeah, it is in the visitor section, but every year that we've done band day, they sit in that section. And the fact that they never cheered when UNA scored, they never cheered when UNA got a first down. They cheered when JSU got a first down, when JSU scored, when JSU during those moments and cheered just like everybody else in the stands yet you still did it and again going back to what brandon is saying about the the alcohol sales i i i agree in the same form that alcohol sales are really good because it does bring good revenue in response to football games or to sporting events however when a situation like this occurs, you do have to take a, a moment to stop and analyze and say, is this right or is there a better way to approach this rather than where we're at? And so, un unfortunately, again, it happened. It's terrible. And to any Band-Aid students um, that, that hear this or have not even received an apology yet, we're, we're sorry. On behalf of JSU and uh, as an alumni myself, I can tell you that that's unacceptable. And we're sorry. We're sorry that they did that to you. And we hope that this does not sway you from coming to JSU. We hope that you see that this does not define us. And in the same category, it doesn't define our organizations, our Greek life, our sporting events. And so on and so forth. Yeah, we are extremely sorry. E extremely sorry. Yeah. I did not see the video until this morning. And I my BP instantly skyrocketed when I, like 10 minutes after I had just woken up. Yeah. That's, right. that's, for my personal health, that's not good. Yeah. It's, it's just... And it's, for the university to not do something already, or at least make a statement about it, mm -hmm. that's unacceptable. So please, JSU, be proactive and do something about this. Mm -hmm. Don't slap this fraternity on the on the wrist like you have done in the past. Do something about it and get this uh, resolved, please. I, I truly think that something will be done, um, and I say this in the in the complete trust and uh, responsibility in our president. Which, uh, for any of you JSU fans or any of you that are friends to JSU students, you have heard us talk about uh, President Killingsworth, who just recently taken over as our as our actual active president of JSU. He has done so much for JSU since he has taken over. Um, and I truly believe that he will get to the bottom of this and he will handle it accordingly. And that is 
my my goal that is my hope because again it just it doesn't define us and hopefully we can overcome this and get to the bottom of it so well enough of no pun intended raining on our parade uh some positive notes uh before the game actually the day before the game we got some interesting news about the a sun Mm-hmm. And we finally have our sixth football member, um, Austin P. State University. Uh, go P. I will never say that again. Um, that's the only time you'll hear me say that. Uh, they made the announcement to join the ASUN conference. Um, like I said, this brings the ASUN to six uh, football members. And overall, this puts 13. Excuse me, 13 teams in, excuse me again, Jesus, uh, brings us to 13 teams overall it's, in the it's, A-Sun. It's God telling you that you you shouldn't have said that. Um, uh, I, listen, all respect to any Austin P fans that are wa- uh, that are watching and listening to this, but uh, I, I, I will never say that. Just, just, just going to go ahead and say it. Sorry. I'm not. I'm not going to cheer you on. If you say if you say that to me at a at a at any sporting event, I will direct you direct you to the bathrooms. So there's that. Uh, but anyways, yeah. So with there being an uneven number of teams in the A Sun now in all sports but football, um, we have um, uneven divisions. So do we see? the a sun adding at least one more team to even out the divisions. I think that we probably will just in case. Um, but I think what they're doing right now is they're trying because in all of college football, there's, there's an expansion, there's, there's trading, there's moving, there's accepting like, cause I mean, would we say that we started all this because technically speaking, yes. this whole, yeah. Cause yes. I was going to say the big 12 situation didn't happen until this year. So no, are the, yeah, the ASUN yeah. was the first ones to kind of kick this realignment wave mm-hmm. off. And so I think, I think it's going to happen, but I think what they're doing is they're waiting to see how everything else plays out. Because one of the biggest questions that's being asked right now is, is the OVC done? Is the OVC going to be able to continue on? Are they going to have to merge with someone else just to survive? And so I think what's going to end up happening is I think we are going to accept another team into the ASUN, but I think what they're doing is they're waiting to see how the other, like other divisions and other programs do in their divisions, because you don't want to jump the gun and put somebody in there that may not help the the conference you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so i think that's what's going to end up happening um brandon and i spoke about this a little bit yesterday and he's got a team in mind that he wants to join i don't really want to see them join because my argument is that uh well brandon brandon wants murray state brandon wants murray state to join the a sun and i think in basketball terms sure that makes sense but my issue is that if we're talking specifically football, I don't want this to be the OVC 2.0. And that would be my concern is that if you invite them, then it's just bringing all these OVC teams over when we could be looking at 
other divisions and other conferences to to find somebody to bring in. That's just me, but we'll I guess we'll have to wait and see. So to answer the question, is the OVC done? In the is the OVC done? In the words of Eric Jeter, simply yes. Uh <laughs> The OVC is done. Um, if I were the other teams, because, and I'll get to this in a minute, if I were the other teams, I would be looking at conferences like the Big South, the SoCon, even the Southland, maybe the Missouri Valley, um, and join them. Because honestly, what I think is going to happen is the OVC is going to drop football, and they're only going to be focusing on basketball. Uh, because they like to hold on to Belmont and Murray State, which if the OVC drops football and Murray State is still a member of the OVC, Murray State's going to have to find a new home for football anyways. Yeah. But, so, uh, so, uh, so the team that – the other team that is being brought up from the OVC, because it is rumored that one more team uh, – from the OVC is going to be joining the ASUN. Uh, once that happens, that whole thing about the OVC being done is going to be um, very, um, very more likely. Um, I think that the other team that's being considered from the OVC is SEMO. Um, and in this respect, a lot of people are saying SEMO will probably be the other team. Here's my thing. The only sport SEMO is good in is football. All their other sports suck. So which one would you rather have? Would you have a team that is decent in football and really good in almost all the other sports? Or would you rather have a university who's only good in football and the rest of their sports suck? I, I'm I'm just first off. I just want to say that I'm I'm picturing all of our CMO fans that are listening to this. If there are any that are listening, they're to not. This, they're that, not. Uh, just just like that uh, that Pikachu meme where they're like, uh, that's where I'm just picturing. I mean, it makes sense in some forms because even I said to you yesterday that if any team was to move as far as football is concerned into the A Sun, that it would be CMO because CMO. Even though they they're not completely consistent, but they are pretty consistent, if you know what I mean. So it's not like year after year after year, but usually on a regular basis, they're holding themselves in football. So it does make some sense. But again, I just all I'm saying, a son, if you're listening to this, please, if there's other options and other conferences, take a look at it. That's all I'm going to just leave it as is because I think there's a possibility that we could expand even broader than the region that we're in. But that's just me. That's just, just how I stand. Oh, no. If you ask me what other team I would want to join rather than those two teams, look no further than the Missouri Valley, like the southern part of the Missouri Valley, Missouri that's State all- and Southern Illinois. Those are the two teams I want. But SIU. if SIU. Ooh, that would be fun. But, honestly, I think there's three more teams that are going to join. The one from the OVC, and then I 
think eventually, not right now, I think eventually Missouri State and Southern Illinois will leave the Missouri Valley and come to the A-Sun. That's going to put the A-Sun at 16 teams to where they could easily split into two different conferences. That's fair. That's fair. Well, I, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, A-Sun fans, please keep a lookout for that. I think it's going to be interesting what's going to happen. And we, we continue to keep saying it. We love where we're at. We love being part of the A-Sun. Um, Brandon and I were sitting there chiming about how the, the new logos on the field look really, really cool. Oh, they look tough. They look so good. And so uh, to the A-Sun, thank you for letting us join. Thank you for creating yourself and letting us be a part of it because we don't know what else we would do with our lives. So thank you. But no, we would be gouging our eyes out because we're we would still be in the trash OVC. Shh, it's fine. So with that being said, that's what happened this past week. Now we have to look to the future, which means that we have another home game that's coming up. It is preview to this week, week four, and it's going to be JSU at home versus UT Martin. And it's going to be on ESPN plus at 3 PM central standard time. Now I know how I feel about this because I don't like the Skyhawks and uh, I don't either. They always make me nervous. Well, because every once in a while they get like one or two good plays in, and then you're like, uh oh. And then all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, no, never mind. We're fine. We're fine. It's fine. So I think personally, um, JSU's going to have no problems. Um, it, I will say, currently speaking, though, uh, by the time that this video comes out, uh, hopefully we'll have an answer on Zarek Cooper and his conditions. Um, but I will say that in the event that he cannot play again and that he is coaching I'm not on worried. the sideline, I'm not worried because, again, Caldwell looked great, and that is all that matters. And so well, it's not all that matters. But I think our defense, again, the tackling needs to get more consistent. And Literally, I Literally, that's the only issue on the defense. And Pretty much. I am so happy to actually say that because our discipline last week was – a lot better. A lot better. Yeah. Um, compared to Florida State. Hey, we still let's won not, the game. Let's not, let's not talk about that. We still won the game. That's all let, I let, Let's not talk about the discipline. No, uh, I'm just talking about how we still won. Sorry, Florida State fans. Um, but, Brandon, your prediction for this game, go. So, UT Martin has been a a foe of JSU for Lord. I would probably say time. back probably definitely uh, back to the dating back to the seventies. They used to be in the, in uh, division two together. They used to both be in the Gulf South conference. Um, and then UT Martin moved up to division one while JSU stayed in um, division two. Um, and then once JSU made the move, Back up to Division Two, it wasn't until 2003 that the Skyhawks were a like yearly opponent for JSU again. Mm -hmm. So I kind of, even though it's not a rivalry, I kind of view it as a rivalry because we've played them for so long. It's a familiar opponent. Um, they always play us tough, uh, but I think now that we have most of our kinks kind of fixed i guess you could say um 
who knows, there may be something that was fixed that ends up not being fixed again this this upcoming week. We don't know what that might be. But the Skyhawks always play us tough. And this is always going to be a matchup in football that makes me nervous because I don't know what to expect at all. Um, so I'm definitely going to go with um, JSU in this one. I would, I'm going to go safe and say a seven to 10 point victory. Um, so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say a 14 21 victory for JSU um, just because I don't think it will be a high scoring game, but I also don't think it's going to be just like back and And I think from there, it will just, JSU will start to come up from there and so that's that's where i'm holding on to and of course you know anything could happen something might happen to one of our players during warm-up and practice this week so um if you if you're a prayer type person just pray for our players and make sure that they can get back on the field on saturday at 3 p.m and do what they got to do and get the job done yeah coach I will say this. I watched the highlight video from UNA and Coach Gross said that a lot of the injuries were definitely from being banged up in the FSU game. A lot of the players came back sore, so that could mean they like tore a muscle or hyperextended a joint or like anything minor. Yeah. Um, so, but I'm glad that our backups, some of our backups got some play in time. Yeah. Um, makes me feel a lot better should our starters get like seriously injured again. Um, so other than that, I think we've covered everything. Um, I will say one thing that JSU needs to do to like win is continue to stay focused. They, they carry that over from the FSU game into the UNA game. Mm-hmm. Still keep that mentality of you start each week. Oh, and oh, zero and yeah. zero. Like, this is a new season for you. Mm-hmm. Get this mm-hmm. win, move on to the next week. Because trust me, the next week, we're going to need everything we got. Yeah. Even though said team is probably is not as good as we thought, it's still a tough opponent. So mm-hmm. get through this week, get this win, stay focused, and let's get on into the next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, again, guys, we just want to thank each and every one of you for uh, sitting down and listening to us bicker at each other for 35 to 40 minutes. And, of course, uh, we thank you for just being a supporter of Cocky Nation. And if you aren't already, please go follow us on all of our handles, whether it be Twitter, uh, which is Cocky underscore Nation, uh, Instagram, uh, and, of course, Facebook. And join us by uh, looking up Cocky Nation, AJSU Podcast. And of course, if you haven't already joined uh, the FCS Nation, please go look them up and please join as well to get all of your FCS Nation information. And of course, we love hearing from you guys. And if you have any questions for us to answer for you in our next podcast, whether it be about this previous game or just Cocky Nation in general, I would love to hear from you. And I know Brandon would as well. Yeah, um, I said what I said about... um the game after this upcoming week, um, there will most likely, I have not heard anything or I have not, and I have not contacted said person at Kennesaw state, but be on the lookout for a possible collaboration with um, 
their sports broadcasters. Uh, they run the AQ7 podcast, so there will probably be a collaboration with them uh, next week. Um, them coming on our show and me going on their show. So if it works out, be on the lookout for it. Um, with that being said, uh, again, thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. We're happy we are starting the season three and oh, it's been a while since we started three and oh. Um, not three and oh, two and one. So I'm thinking of other teams, but still two and one. It's great. It's great. Yep. So, like I said, thank you for listening. And always remember go Gamecocks, fear the beak. Fear the beak.